friends, this is Scott Pauley, and I want to thank you for joining us today for a very special edition of Enjoying the Journey. I'm sitting right now in my study in the same place where uh, many months ago I sat across from my friend Stephen Trell, and we had just a very casual conversation, an informal conversation, about spiritual things. Uh, at that time, I had no idea uh, that Stephen would be called home to be with Jesus. Uh, my friend is now in the presence of the Lord, rejoicing in the one that he served. Uh, he was a man full of Jesus, full of Christ, and uh, excited to share him with others. And he died uh, giving his life in a part of the world that he had a tremendous love and passion for. Uh, I wanted to share today this uh, particular discussion that we've never aired before in the hopes that God will use it to encourage you. You'll hear more about his life verse. You'll hear more about how he came to know the Lord Jesus Christ as his personal Savior. You'll learn more about why Jesus Christ meant so much to him. And I hope in the end, Lord Jesus will mean more to you. Today, I'm thrilled to have on the broadcast my friend Stephen Trell. Uh, Stephen is a man who's given his life to the gospel. He is working around the world to try to encourage and help as many people as possible. And I want to say personally, he's been a tremendous friend and help to me. Uh, all of the resources, all the things that we're doing to try to get the word out, he's facilitating that, and I appreciate it so much. I asked him to have a little discussion with me today about his life verse, and full disclosure, I did not know what his life verse was. And it just so happens that his life verse lands in my favorite chapter of the Bible, so that worked well. Uh, but, uh, Stephen, tell us what your verse is and how God led you to it. Well, of course, I'm grateful for this opportunity, and I greatly appreciate your friendship. I was a young young man, and the Lord had called me to preach, and I was reading through the book of Philippians one day, and the Lord really gave me this verse, this phrase found in Philippians 3.10, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering and being made conformable unto his death. And those words, the idea of that I may know him, God really used to get a hold of my heart and help me to understand it's about knowing the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's wonderful. Now, the pastor that we both served under and were trained under, Pastor Sexton, used to say frequently that the pursuit of Christ is the pursuit of a lifetime. Yes. And I really think that's the essence of what Paul is saying in Philippians 3, verse 10, because... Um, most Bible teachers believe that when Paul wrote the book of Philippians, he was an older man. So he's not some young guy starting out or someone right. who's just gotten saved. In fact, he probably was in his mid-60s and had been saved 30 or 35 years. I mean, that's, that's profound. Yes. It means that his, his knowledge of Christ in salvation was not all that he meant by it. And it also means that after all these years of coming to know the Lord, he felt like he still had not arrived. Yes. That's pretty amazing. It's an amazing thing because the Apostle Paul had, he, he was one of the most well-prepared men really in human history. He was a Pharisee of the Pharisees. He had been trained at the feet of Gamaliel. And he had all of these things in order. But when he met Jesus, everything changed. And so he had... He's in this pursuit, this unending pursuit of Christ. And I think that's something that God's really used in my heart to help me to understand 
It's about following Jesus. Amen. Like we were talking about earlier, the the idea of the Lord calling the disciples to be with Him. Yes. And we get so busy, I think, sometimes concerning ourselves as preachers with the idea we need to preach and we need to be active and we need to be doing. But He called them to be with Him, and then He sent them forth to preach. Well, and you know, when the Lord Jesus first called His disciples, His first word was, follow me, mm. or come after yes. me. But if you really read through the gospel records, it's like repeatedly uh, the essence of discipleship is keep coming. Yes. Keep coming after me. Yes. Keep denying yourself. Yes. Keep taking up your cross daily and following me. Um, when did you first come to know Christ as your personal Savior? Well, of course, I had grown up. I had the privilege to grow up in a, a home where mom and dad taught us the Word of God from a young age and grown up in a good Bible-preaching church. But I was a, I was a boy. And I was laying in my bed one night thinking about heaven and hell, sin, salvation. And I knew that although I had a lot of head knowledge, I understood face to face I had to meet Jesus. And I knew that if I was, if I was to die that night, I would, not, I would not go to be with the Lord. And I, in simple childlike faith, I put my faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. It was funny because as I was sitting there as a, or laying there in my bed as a kid, I was all alone. And I, there was no funny feeling. There were no lights, bells, or whistles. And I thought, well, I guess this is it. But I, I knew there was a, a, a calm. There was a peace knowing that I had put my faith and trust in the Lord Jesus that's wonderful. Christ. And, you know, that's really the key to this. Uh, you know, Philippians 3.10 is an amazing verse, but it's in a, a larger conversation. Mm. Every text has a context. So we jump right to that I may know him. But if you read the previous verse... Paul says, and be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. And then he says that I may know him. So the, the knowledge of Christ, uh, we come to know him by faith. And it's almost like in verse 9 is a reference to the initial knowledge where we first come to put our trust in him. But when you go on and progress into verse 10, there's a more intimate knowledge. Yes. And I think that's wonderful. You know, you and I both, about the same age, we both trusted the Lord as our Savior when we were young. But I, I'm just going to tell you, at this juncture on my journey, I have a greater desire today to know Him yes. than I did those many years ago. Amen. And I think that's the way it's supposed to be, that our, our hunger after God and our pursuit of the knowledge of Christ, not knowing things but Him, is supposed to increase until the end of our time on earth and then I think we're going to spend the rest of eternity coming to know Him more perfectly. We are. I, you're, you're so you're speaking about some things the Lord's really dealt with me about. I, I was reading the other day. Uh, the Bible talks about there unto you therefore which believe, He is precious. Oh yes. And He becomes more precious. And this this verse we talk about that I may know Him. We want the power of His resurrection, but the idea of the fellowship of His sufferings and being made conformable unto His death. The older we, the older I grow, the older I become, the more I understand. You go through some of those troubles and trials of life, he becomes more precious. He does. Yeah, that's an interesting point because when you look at the verse, instead of looking like a progression, it almost looks like a digression. Right. I mean, right. he begins with the ultimate, that I that's may right. know him. And everybody says, amen. And the power of his resurrection. Everybody says, I want that. And then he backs up and says, and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. Yes. And I, I really think the idea here, here is that he goes to the greatest knowledge, 
The goal is God himself, that I may know him. And yes, we know the power of his resurrection, but the only way we enter into that is we also have to know the fellowship of his sufferings. We have to be made conformable unto his death. You know, we're living in an age when everybody wants the product and nobody wants the process. Yes. And uh, everybody wants to know his empty tomb without going to the cross. And so the idea here is that the Lord is going to work in all of our lives today circumstantially to bring us to the end of ourself, to bring us into a deeper knowledge of Him. You know, one of the great verses that's affected my life is Galatians 2.20. I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. I really think it's the same principle. Yes. Paul writes both of those. Galatians 2.20, Philippians 3.10, same principle. We all need the same thing. Moses said he wanted to know God greater. Paul said he wanted to know God greater. You and I want to know God greater. And I want to say to our listeners today, wherever you are on your journey, I hope you'll make the great prayer of your life that I may know Him. If you don't have a great verse to make your own, why don't you take Philippians 3.10 today? Read it, meditate on it, and make it your own. May God help us all to grow deeper in our knowledge of Christ. Well, my friend and fellow worker, Stephen, he knew the Lord. And he not only knew the Lord, he gave his whole life to making him known to other people. Could I challenge you to do the same, to know Christ and to make him known? I trust these few moments today have honored the memory, uh, the lasting legacy and testimony of my friend. And ultimately, I know this would be his prayer. I hope these simple thoughts will help honor the Lord Jesus Christ and encourage you to honor Christ with your life. May God bless you, friends.